Uh, yeah. So this is a cold open in the most literal of senses. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love the sound. Coming in fucking hot. Um, <laughs> or not. Or, or not. As to her, look, you you know by now, you know by now my obsessions, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hide my obsessions. I wear my obsessions on my sleeve. I enjoy tales from the fucking brink of human experience, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Flatliners shit. I'm all about that flatliners <laughs> shit. People who've fucking tickled the void, you know? People who've just uh, almost punctured the veil and come back. Yes. Uh, the very limits of life, the fucking, the corona between life and death, that fucking, that incredible, uncharted fucking zone of human experience where you are just on the brink and you come back to tell what tales, you know, to to speak of what you've seen. Mm -hmm. Come with me, please, then, both of you, won't you? To 1980, 1980, New Year's Eve, 1980. All right, I'm on the stream. Uh, Let's do this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to ask you for some context here. Okay. Um, Minnesota, Langby, Minnesota. Sure. Any, 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 uh, how, uh, what, what's that like there, Corey, Steve? I assume cold Langby. in the winter. <laughs> yeah, extremely right. cold in the winter. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Maybe. I don't know the I, town yeah. of Langby specifically, but there's a lot of remoteness in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's large. It's a big large. state with very mm-hmm. few people. Yeah. I think there's probably a reason you won't have uh, heard of Langby, Minnesota, <laughs> because as of 2017, right, the population of Langby, Minnesota was a, uh, well, 87 fucking people, oh. right? Excellent. Yep. Perfect. If in Langby, Minnesota, it is remote. It is frigid. It is isolated. So on New Year's Eve, 1980... Uh, a 19-year-old by the name of Jean Hilliard is out with her friends in the nearby town of Foston, all right? So it's uh, it's maybe um, a 10-minute drive away, but a long fucking walk to Foston, right? Okay. Sure. And she's out on New Year's Eve with her friends uh, at the American Legion in Foston, which is the place to fucking be if you're in that neck of the woods and they're celebrating New Year's That's Eve. how you know that it's like a real yeah. small podunk place. Yeah. Like the American Legion is where you hang out. Yep. <laughs> like that's for, exactly. that's for old men is what the American right. Legion is. To like play pool um, and, you know. We have similar here, you know, we have, <laughs> exactly. We've got the Legion here. We've got, you know, the, the local conservative club or whatever. Now, Jean takes her father's car. She's no fucking idiot. <laughs> tries to drive home but moments into her drive back from Foston to Langby the car stalls she slides into a ditch she's stranded now Jean is in cowboy boots okay, okay. Jean is in a uh, uh, you know a functional winter coat she's in mittens she knows that she can't walk two and a half hours all the way to Langby from Foston luckily for her all right she has a good friend, Wally, who lives just two miles away from where she's crashed. Okay. So she sets out. She sets out in minus 22 degree weather. Oof. Golly. Minus 22 degrees. Mm-hmm. She sets out in her cowboy boots for her friend Wally's house. And whether it was whether it was the snow, whether it was the cold, just fucking got too much for her. Whether she became disoriented. Uh, she never made it. She never made it to Wally's place. Mm. Um... Later on, she was quoted as saying, I, I, I'd get over one hill, I'd think his place would be there, and it just wasn't. Oh, that is the worst feeling. 
That's so oh miserable. yes, we've all yeah. been there. We've all been there, and the cruelty of this story was that she got within fifteen feet, uh. within fifteen goddamn feet of Wally's front door. No. When it went dark, she passed out from cold, and was able to crawl within fifteen feet of Wally's front door. Uh, roughly one a.m. is when. The lights went out and she hit the deck, all right? Okay. Now, Wally. Wally was a character, right? <laughs> <laughs> the name Wally kind of yeah. eh, brings to Yeah, mind. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Wally had brought a lady home the night before, okay? Oh, my. Which may well have saved Jean's life because Wally rose at 7 a.m., okay? Drew's curtains looked out in his yard and noticed a bump in the snow. A bump in the snow, which was Jean. Oh, man. Okay. She'd been outside in minus 22 temperatures for around about six hours. Oh, my God. That's insanity. Six fucking hours. Frozen. Literally solid. Frozen. Literally rigid. Holy shit. Eyes open and glassy. <gasps> eyes staring. Oh, that's horrifying. Literally froze on all fours in his garden. She, uh, Wally on grabs her by the collar. Heaves her. She'd tried to crawl to his front door. Mike, this is Ugh. like, this is out of a horror movie. That is out of The Shining. That is... Yeah. Completely. Wow. Uh, Wally drags her into his home. They, uh, The nearest hospital is 10 minutes drive away back in Foston, right? So ironically for Jean, it's back to Foston. She, she fucking goes. She straight there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Saved herself Cut out trouble. all of the fucking trauma. <laughs> they couldn't get her. They couldn't fucking fit her into Wally's into the cab of Wally's pickup because she was She's literally dead. frozen. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, luckily, Wally's fucking uh, you know Wally's fucking piece of trim from the night before <laughs> had her fucking car with her, so she was able to just lay Jean across the back seat of her car. Did you just say piece of trim? He did. I did. He did. <laughs> I did. Uh, that's a callback to a watch along recently. I'm sure they use that term in dream fucking character. That isn't part of my. That's not just part of my vernacular, right? I'm not just kind of showing my true self here. I'm really not. That's a callback, folks. Okay. I'm playing 40 chess. <laughs> so anyway, right? Um, hey, serious fucking business. Right. They get her to the hospital. Serious business. There's a woman cartoonishly frozen yeah. in a position. Yeah, really, like Wiley Coyote or some shit. Car. <laughs> um, they arrive uh, at at uh, the Foston Hospital, uh, and immediately the bills start ramping up. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but how dare you! At, at first glance, doctors give her absolutely zero chance of survival. Completely stiff, glassy-eyed, unresponsive. They couldn't get a fucking IV into her. Needles would snap oh. when they tried to pierce her skin. Jesus Christ! Right? Yeah. Her body temperature didn't even register on a thermometer. She was so cold. They called her pasta. They started a fucking prayer chain. <laughs> that's the uh, American medical system at work right there. That's yeah. <laughs> eh, can we get I a don't know, guys. Nope. Get a prayer chain going. Better call a pastor. <laughs> so, um, the physician who worked on her, right, a guy by the name of George Sather, he is quoted as saying, "The body was cold, completely solid, just like a piece of meat out of a deep freeze." Right? That, is not, that a Minnesota accent. not a Minnesota accent. No, that's totally it. <laughs> no, it yeah. is. Can you try no, it, it again, is. but go like a little more Fargo with it? No, try a little more <laughs> 1840s minor like you were doing. That was good. 
that was actually what I was going for. So it worked. Um, so here's what they did, right? The the combined <clears throat> medical expertise of the hospital in Foston. They basically wrapped her in a fucking electric blanket and let her thaw out. <laughs> That's all they could do. That is oh, it. No. And and prayed, of course. And they prayed like sons of bitches and just let her thaw I'm out. I'm surprised they didn't um, just leave her in warm water in the sink. <laughs> Put her in a ziplock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing, right? After a few hours, they got a heart rate from her. After a few hours, they noticed a heart rate of 12 beats per minute, an absolutely fucking glacial slow yeah. heart rate. <clears throat> and by mid-morning, keep in mind, she was discovered at 7am, right? Yeah. After being out there since one, six hours in minus 22 degrees. By mid-morning, she started having convulsions, yeah. right? Waking up in spasms. By noon... She was absolutely fucking fine. <laughs> what? She was fine. Stop. She was chatting. She was worried. She was worried about her dad's car. She didn't even have, like, frostbite or anything? Fuck all. Right? When she was... When she was meat, uh, they were wondering whether they should amputate her legs yeah. to avoid frostbite. Nah. She had a couple of blisters on her toe, and she was absolutely fucking fine. She went... She went home that day. No. Was, was she, she like was flash fun. frozen? Was it like yeah, so like, quick that <laughs> just well I don't understand. You know I mean? <laughs> she said no freezer burn on her, like <sighs> nothing. Yeah, mild frostbite to her extremities, but she completely recovered. No loss of cognitive function, wow. no loss of motor skills, nothing. She walked it the fuck off, mate. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. That isn't it? Uh, and to just thinking back about last week talking to Eileen uh, about like the brain yes, and all that. Yes, Eileen, kind of I would love your fucking take Seriously, on this one. Please, Eileen, explain this. Uh, but so one thing that Come we on, must Eileen. know about that is explain whatever. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever was going on, <laughs> what, she what? never lost oxygen to her brain. Well, that's the thing, mm. right? Cold slows your heart rate. Yeah. Slows your metabolism, slows your brain function. You need less oxygen. It you go into a kind of a fucking stasis. Yeah. Put all that shit literally on ice. And uh, Jean is still alive. You know what I mean? She's lived a completely unremarkable life. She now she works at Walmart right now. Stop. She's got married. She had kids. She got divorced. She is, you know, completely unremarkable. Do you think other that? Than the fact that do you think hmm. that she can laugh about it now? Like when she thinks about her, like looking like a giant statue being put into the car and everything like i hope she has a sense of humor about it i don't know maybe 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 but this 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 because like, that can't even be i'm sorry it's not even like a traumatic incident there's no, she probably doesn't remember any of that because her no. whole oh, body she doesn't shut down. she's she's been quoted as saying a lot she doesn't remember any of it she doesn't remember the lights going out she doesn't remember any of the walk she remembers fuck all that she just got defrosted and yep. went back to living her life like it never yep. happened. Plenty of other people have done it as well. Justin Smith, the guy from Pennsylvania in 2016. Uh, he uh, was out drinking with his friends, lost track of his friends. He was in sub-zero temperatures for more than 12 hours. Walked it off. Absolutely what? fine. Uh, a 13-month-old toddler, right? In 2001. Uh, we are in Canada. 
This kid walked out of her home in, you know, in nappies and a t-shirt, was discovered at 3 a.m. stiff as a fucking board, was absolutely fine. Was she this... drinking too? <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. I fucking Alcohol is so. the solution. <laughs> I guess so. I'm Maybe so it is. I'm so curious, though, because, like, okay, this happens. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's not a one-time thing what is it about like is it how cold it is like you were saying like basically you flash froze or whatever you just straight up the, or right to, to the the best way of wrapping this up right is a quote from the doctor who worked on that last guy i told you about in pennsylvania right yes. uh yeah a doctor uh by the name of gerald coleman and his quote was my clinical thought is very simple you have to be warm to be dead hmm Interesting. Because when you're dead and, you know, you're at room temperature, you're at normal body temperature, that's when decay, decomposition, that's when all that shit sets in. If you freeze to quote-unquote death, that shit is reversible. Huh. But what about, I mean, well, I guess the other thing is, like, then all the functions, like, completely shutting down if you actually Mm -hmm. freeze to death, freeze to death. It's just being, like, that long enough, right? Well, look. I mean, because you can't like perpetually be frozen, right? Or could you? (laughs) There are plenty of gullible rich people who would disagree. (laughs) Very good point. That is, yeah. Also, look at Steve Rogers. I mean, well, hey, you know, and he was Captain America. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise en scène. Anyone has ever said me well said in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Crazy shit. So, Steve, right before this, uh, Mark had texted me in a panic because he couldn't think of a cold open, and I have, like, a list of, like, random things that I have heard briefly yep. somewhere. Okay. And Break so, in case of meltdown. In case of meltdown file. <laughs> uh, and so I literally just had in a folder, Jean Hilliard, Frozen Woman, uh, which I... Have you ever seen Mysteries at the Museum? No. It's a show on, like... It's on all the Discovery Networks, Travel Channel Discovery, whatever. Is it, is it awesome? I mean, I love it. It's uh, just this guy who, it's like corny reenactments, but not quite corny to like okay, the ghost so, yeah, it's awesome. show. Yeah. yeah. And they just talk about like, here's an artifact from a museum and here's how it's connected to some booker story. Uh-huh. And so I, I caught the end of it. And I do remember the thing about the needle not being able to go in her arm. That's the only thing I really remember about that entire story. Yeah. That is... Is it as awesome as that show with Jonathan Freight where he debunks shit? <laughs> oh, I love that show so it's much. so good. Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction, yeah. It's... That's the one. Do you believe this? Are we fucking with you? <laughs> I like and that idea because they were presenting it like... Yeah. Like it was real no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. It's presented... Then you get to the end. Totally and they're the like, same. nope, fucking with you. Nope. That's, That's not real. I just Dumbass. discovered... <laughs> You fuckwit? What do you think? Of course that was fake. (laughs) 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 Fuckwit! Wow. (laughs) I just discovered that... um, Fuckwit? What's his face? Um, Robert England now has a show like this. Oh. Yeah, it was on... um, Freddy Gotta Eat. Freddy Gotta Eat. It was on Travel Channel the other day when I was in the hotel in New York City. And I was like, what is this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He'll fucking do that. 
but he, he won't make another fucking Elden film. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know what to sitting tell you. down in that, right? But, well, in this, he's, he, sta- he stands in front of a house and he walks kind of Oh, he actually has you. to stand and walk, huh? He does. But it's, it's mm. pretty low-key. And then the rest is reenactments and yeah. his voiceover. So, you know, it was pretty delightful, though. I would recommend it if I can remember what it was called. I sent you a picture of it, Mark. <laughs> you did. Anyways, we have a visitor in our Ding midst. dong. <laughs> it's me. Who's at the door? Who can that be? Hey. Come on in on this cold fucking day after Thanksgiving. It's cold. <laughs> Come in from the cold. You'll catch your almost death. Steve. It's Hollywood Junk. Steve. Hey. It's me, Hollywood Steve from the Dead and Lovely podcast. I've been here before. You Maybe have. you've heard this voice before being all like, I don't know what we talked about before. Um, there uh, was a lake that killed people. Oh yeah, the, um, the... Oh, that's classic Cory. That's a that's a Cory staple. <laughs> <right>? Haunted lakes. <laughs> Dyatlov Pass, I believe. Oh, the Dyatlov Pass. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Russian fucking Russian Sasquatch. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So uh, we are very happy to have you back, Steve, in an epic crossover event. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, man. The dead and. Graves, the Jack and Dead, Lovely. Uh, Jack of all Lovely. Call, uh, our <laughs> episode, the uh, Jack of All Graves takeover. So maybe this is maybe oh, it's nice. uh maybe this is Dead and Lo- or Jack of All Graves X Dead and Lovely. Ooh, oh, that's cool. I yeah, like that. put that up on your SoundCloud. It's very current. <laughs> yeah, very current. <laughs> New collab just dropped. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. I feel really good about it. Um, so we're very happy to have you here, Steve, to chat with us. I'm and then very happy we are, to be here. We're going to go take over your show as well as mm-hmm. we tend to do because we're an I'm overwhelming set of people. Mm-hmm. Um, whoops. I closed my Evernote. <laughs> uh, friends, I would like to, you know, normally we just sort of shoot the breeze about random things at this point, sure. catch up, all that stuff. But... There's something that's been weighing on my mind and heart over oh. the past week. Okay. Really What's like going on, friend? has to do um, with eating and, and sharing and how sharing is caring. Um, uh-huh. Eating. You know, all of that stuff. Food. Food right. is on my mind, friends. We have just passed Thanksgiving. Uh, and also last week, uh, I introduced Mark... Well, Mark asked me about the concept of the potluck and was extremely turned off by yep. the concept. Now... We've had similar discussions this week, actually. Uh, <laughs> I think my exact words were, what the fuck is a candied yams? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that as well. Um, so this this spawned a thing, for, like, like a full spiral. Because for one, Mark had said, um, Marco doesn't share food. Okay, no. yeah, I'm on. I'm on your side. On okay, well, interesting. I Thanks, I man. assumed this was just a Mark thing, but Mm-mm. then I googled it, and British people in general do not like to share food. In fact, a survey yeah. of like what did I say, two thousand, five thousand, something like that, thousands of people, uh, in the UK, showed that less than one in ten would willingly yeah. share food with people. It, right. Let me, if I may, right, 
to cut across here. When I say I don't share food, I'm not like if I've got like some chocolate and well, like, oh, can I have a bit? I'm like, no, fuck off. I would give you a bit of my food if you asked mm-hmm. for it, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm not down for is, let's say we're ordering in. I'm going to order what I want to yes. eat, the things I know that I will enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would be very happy if you would do the same, order the bits that you would enjoy. And then I'll eat my food and enjoy my food. And I'll, I'll love to watch you enjoying <laughs> your food. And it'll be great. Yep. What I'm not going to do is put... Let's just get a bunch of fucking food and put it all in the middle and get our hands in it and just fucking scoop food into our mouths from each other's plates. Uh, and I don't know if what I'm eating will be any good because I didn't fucking want it in the first place. But that's what I don't want. Mm. Yeah. And you're, I'm on your you're side. the same yeah. way, Steve. Yeah. Thanks, um, Steve. So when I joined my wife's family, they're the share types. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it's. I'm not. I mean. Not dumb. I, I'm going to pretend like I've gotten better, but I really haven't. In your heart, you're not better. You In just heart, perform the action yeah. better than yeah. when uh, you, you started. That's it, fair. To me, is very, very strange. You grab the food you want. You eat that food. That's your <laughs> food. The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. see, I am, I'm not like a huge eater, so I'm never going to finish a food. I, I love food. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just like my my stomach decides like it's done real fast uh so i never finish anything ever uh, and so like for one it's part of my like oh i ordered a thing like oh why don't you have some of it because i'm clearly not going to finish it also i love food so i want to taste everything so if you get something i want uh, a little bit of it because mm-hmm. i'm like well i can't order everything i'm not even going to finish the one thing i have yeah. So if I want to taste something else, I will taste it off yours. I'm just, I'm just not like that. I mean, if I'm, if I'm gonna go, if we're gonna order food in, right, yep. and I'm gonna, you know, and we're gonna, I want, I, I want to eat stuff I know I'm gonna enjoy. <laughs> That's not the time to take risks is when you're fucking, I don't know, backpacking or some shit, <laughs> and you, Although... you, you might not eat, you might not eat for the next couple of days, and you pass like a truck. Oh fuck it, I'll give it a go. That's when you take risks. <laughs> if you, if you're ordering something delicious and you want to enjoy it. You know, like, oh, maybe I'll try that fucking curd that I have no idea about. You want food that you know you're going to like. That's yeah. what you make at home. You make food you're going to like at home. You got to try things out. This is, So here's a question. How often do you, and and it, for your, if you were to guess of people in general in the UK, how often do you eat out or order in? Like something that you did not make at home. <laughs> <laughs> now then. Now then. Thanks to Uber fucking eats, mm, right? Yep. <clears throat> uh, that has absolutely changed the game in terms of ordering in. I don't want to look at my order history on Uber Eats because it's, it's depressing. I, mean, I, I think it tells a pretty depressing story. It feels like for years and years and years and years and years in the UK, uh, we would f- say to one another, "Ah, oh, wouldn't it be great if McDonald's delivered?" Now they fucking do. Yeah. It's lethal. <laughs> It is. It's absolutely lethal. Thank fuck I, I and my family live active lives <laughs> because otherwise eh, we would be in a fucking state. Particularly what with lockdown, we would be fucking horrific at the minute. We would, the house would smell of McFlurries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I can, I can, I could count how many times we've ordered in over the past week, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So it's a fair amount. But Does that answer your question? So you order out regularly, but you don't take risks yes. when you order out. You just eat the no. same thing. Yep. What about you, Steve? Uh, I don't order out very regularly. But also when I'm at a place, 
I tend to go with the thing I know I'm going to like because yeah. I'm paying money go- for it and I don't want it yes. to be something exactly. I don't like. So this maybe sheds some light too on another survey that I saw about people in the UK um, that said that most of them or, or almost half do not eat local food when they travel. And then 25% of the people who will eat local food when they travel will have it once, mm. and then they prefer to eat something like Burger King or McDonald's or something like that that is recognizable. So, <laughs> Okay, I don't that know. sounds horrific to me. <laughs> you I'm go to a place, you try out their food. I mean, that's... That on. much I completely agree with, yes. Okay. I, I'm, I, I think I acquitted myself quite well in the Philippines. I ate lots of local mm. stuff in the Philippines. I ate uh, balat at one point, which oh, is that's... Like a fermented fucking egg. Yeah. Oh. Like a... I think it's balut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balut. Balloon, yeah. yeah, one yeah. or other, yes. Uh, um, yeah, which even I look at that, I'm like, Ugh. but my friend Brienne has really had it. Bad. How could it? It smells bad, tastes bad, looks bad. Yeah, yeah it's nothing uh, about smells bad, feeling. tastes bad, looks bad. What's the <laughs> point, Philippines? <laughs> well, <laughs> I ate it once. Let me fucking tell you that much. Now, okay, so here's my other question because obviously, like, I am, and maybe this is just like I am, like a very coastal person in like very foodie oriented mm-hmm. areas mm. so maybe this is part of why i'm like so thrown off by this i'm like i try something different every time i go anywhere i'm like you have to eat all kinds of everything like why would you have the same thing twice you're wasting your money if you do that <laughs> so i'm like so confused by all of this but let's talk no, about the, the opposite <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about home though yeah. Because I have no concept of what, and, and this is fun because obviously um, you're from the South, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. I am very Northerner. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Mark is from a different country altogether. What is, if you were to like go through like what you normally in a day eat, mm-hmm. what is it, what are normal things to eat when you're cooking at home, not eating out, things like that? What's a normal day of food? Ooh. Um, boy, I've got. Well, I know for you, three protein shakes. Is yeah, part of I have that. three protein shakes and then two regular meals, and then those meals are mostly <clears throat> meat. Um, but prior to all that, uh, when I I used to really enjoy cooking because the food would end <laughs> up like you know fried and delicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my wife and I. Is that would, the name of your podcast? Huh? Fried and delicious. That's the name of your yeah. podcast. <laughs> Uh, my wife and I used to eat uh, a lot of uh, pasta, a lot of, I, we would make, you know, tacos pretty regularly. I mm. still do that, actually, because that's still just high protein deliciousness. Yep. Um, but also, yeah, just like, um, chick- my wife doesn't eat a lot of uh, meats other than chicken breast. Mm-hmm. So a lot mm. of chicken breast in different ways, like jerk chicken or uh, curry, things like that. Um, and then for me, you know, sometimes every once in a while I'll make steak, um, just nice cast iron steak. Okay. So that my specific, what's breakfast again, if if you're not doing the protein shake, if I'm not doing a protein shake, um, in the South, uh, and you know, for me, uh, I, I'd like a fried chicken biscuit. Okay. Interesting. And then lunch, um, probably like a, a burger or something, fries fascinating at home yeah uh-huh okay yeah. interesting mark tell me about a day in a british household 
So here's with me specifically, right? Here's the thing. I am an obsessive calorie counter. Mm, okay. Right? Yep. Literally obsessive. For as long as I can remember, has to be about five years. I have logged every single goddamn meal in an app called My Fitness Pal. Every time I fucking eat anything, I log it and I add the calories. Okay. So if you want to name a particular day over the past few years, I'll tell yeah, you literally what I had to eat that, that day. Wow. Had. Yes. Please yep. let let's see like your averagest uh, day. Your well, I, I, I'll break out. down a day for you. You're... Right. So um, breakfast, I'll, I'll tend to have cereal and semi-skimmed milk. Uh, Mid morning, I'll have like a health bar snack, like a go ahead or a fucking granola bar, something, you know, carby and light. Mm -hmm. Lunch, uh, recently, uh, over the past couple of months, I've started having Huel for lunch, so I'll fucking shake up a fucking Huel. Um, Dinner, uh, Laura will tend to cook. We often, uh, we either either cook something from scratch or we we get like recipe boxes every week, so we'll cook up something from one of those. Um, I'll then tend to go to the gym or run in the evenings, so I'll have a protein shake and maybe some biscuits with a cup of tea in the evening. Not biscuits like you know the mind. <laughs> I was like, damn, but wait a sec, it wait did a sec. Take me a second. Or I was like, that's really heavy, especially for someone who's yeah, like, yeah, I bet a fried chicken calories. biscuit also was kind of disgusting. <laughs> Just chilling out, watching an episode of something. No, um, cookies. Is that what you say? Cookie. Yeah. That is how we say it, dude. <laughs> You have to say it exactly like you that. Yeah. Cookies. Well, it's, so that's, it's time for my that's evening that's cookies. Chocolate <laughs> <laughs> chip cookies. Yeah. Um, that's what I'll tell you have today. I will try to top out at around uh, 2,100 or so calories. Now, is this for a non-calorie counter? Tell us about English people in general. Is this a normal day of food for people in England or Wales or <sighs> Right. Why don't you tell me what you think <laughs> a normal quote unquote day of food is for somebody from the UK? Fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. For breakfast. That, I think that's all you guys ding, eat, ding, ding, right? Mm-hmm. Meat pie. There's the QI fucking alarm. Uh, no, uh, meat pie. A full English for breakfast, then fish right, and yeah. chips for lunch, and then uh, meat pies with brown sauce so for dinner. <laughs> That's it. That's it right yeah. there. And snacks oh, along so the way good. would be, yeah. you know, crisps, yeah. etc. Digestive biscuits. <laughs> Digestive biscuits. Yeah. Oh, fuck, stop it. It's gray. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there has to be like a crumpet or something in there, oh, yeah, right? There's definitely a crumpet in there. <laughs> <laughs> Here he's Steve going, crisps. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, is that pretty accurate? I mean, the... <laughs> it's about seven thousand calories a day in a normal British house. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we end up with like a gastric banding <laughs> surgery on the weekend. Uh, I mean, the, the, there are there are staples. There are UK staples that I'm certain you wouldn't be able to walk down a high street. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm depressed and I don't give a fuck or I'm traveling or something, I'll get a, a like a sausage roll. I love a sausage okay. roll. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Sausage meat wrapped in flaky pastry, fucking so goddamn nice. <laughs> uh, Steve, you went for the meat pie. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I think of. Uh, yeah, a meat yeah. pie, yeah. steak and ale pie. I, I love a meat like pie, yeah. honestly. <laughs> meat, meat pies are yeah. delicious. Um. For me, they're probably a pork pie, mm. which is a very small, individually pastried, uh, almost like a puck of gristle. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped in pastry and uh, just a, a, an horrific jelly. Oh, Jesus mm. Christ. You know what You've I mean? Just like a jelly, <laughs> a jelly coated puck of sinew and gum. Mm. I'm sold. <laughs> this is, see, this is why you guys let us all keep thinking all you eat is fish and chips and stuff like that. Because if we really knew what re- you were eating, it is far worse. Yeah. <laughs> so God damn. I mean, this, you know, it, it gets darker. I mean. <laughs> Which is like, a, that's how I like to think about food. Yeah, Just dark. Me too. Dark. <laughs> Lots of my, my countrymen are huge fans of, air quotes, black pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It, and that's something I would not go near. Tastes like because, a penny. You know, it's disgusting. Oh, you've tried I it. I've tried it. Yeah. Ew. Well, the well, yeah. I mean, the the chief ingredient is blood. Yeah. So obviously, you're gonna have like a kind of an iron, uh, metallic <laughs> kind of um, tincture to it. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I've got a rule of thumb, right? And if it comes from inside, I'm not interested. If you can carve it off the animal, fine, serve it up. Okay. But if you have to, if you have to, if it comes from an autopsy and you have to yank it out of something, <laughs> I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> it's so wasteful, Mark. It's weird that butchers perform autopsies too. <laughs> well, they know how the animal die. Uh, of course. Oh, it's it's it. like air gun to the back <laughs> of the head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like butchers make good serial killers. <laughs> But no, I also have a rule about meat on the bone. I don't know if I've gone into that with you. No. Okay. I I will fucking not what? pick up a gnaw meat off a bone. No, I will not. My sir. wife no, also will not. What? Why? Hey, yep. There we go. She's got. I I don't. I've got theories as to why, but but I think the 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 bottom line is it just I don't feel right doing it. Picking up a fucking animal bone and tearing off sinew and muscle and fucking skin with my teeth. No, I'm I'm not into that. I'm a fucking human being, thanks, with opposable thumbs <laughs> and a telly. You know what I mean? And in indoor heating. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking just gnaw flesh. Yeah. See, when I eat meat, that's the best thing to me. Like I love a drumstick mm, of something, mm-hmm. like turkey, chicken, no, things like that. Ribs. No. That's yeah. the... no, take that drumstick and if if somebody would just carve the meat off it onto a little plate, I'd love that. That'd be great. I'd eat that. But I'm not gonna pick something's fucking bone up. Arr! And gnaw at it like some sort of canine. Fascinating. I'm not gonna do it. I won't make you. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, we're not forcing you. But people have, people have tried to make me. You know, weddings and buffets. Yeah. And fucking, you know, parties. Everyone's queuing up to grab the wings. I'm like, eat that bone, eat that bone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. And as for ribs, uh, no. Oh man, very interesting. Hey. But like I always say, millions of happy carnivores can't be wrong, mm-hmm. right? I know that I'm the fucking weird one. Go to it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying I won't. Yeah, I don't know that I feel any more enlightened about British eating habits because you might be also kind of a weirdo. <laughs> it it's it's true. But I needed to I needed to at least try to process it a little bit because I oh, man. I'm not the control group. You are am I? Absolutely I'm, I'm not. not. Neither I'm not of the you medium. are really. I mean, no. You've got obsessive calorie counter. Yeah. You've got the guy who drinks multiple protein shakes per day. Yeah, I, have, I, I get like 250 grams of protein a day. That's the only thing I'm worried about. God damn. Uh, Sorry. Oh, this is. How often do you shit, man? You must shit like twice, twice a, a month. Okay. Whatever Morning else is going on is, is working out really well. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost didn't ask, but, uh, yeah. but of course, of course you did. 
Last time Steve was on here, it was the Earth Fart episode, and now this. So yeah, man. Farts are so Something fun. about getting two men on this podcast immediately yeah. brings it there. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for indulging me, at least. Uh, I had to, Very welcome. I had to know, so there's that. Anyway, hey guys. Hey. Aside Hello. from eating, mm. I presume you've watched some things over the course of this week. Would you like yes. to discuss them? Let's do it. Steve, go for it, man. Uh, so I just recently was watching... Fuck, I forgot what it's called. It's was a great it? show. Fuck, I forgot oh. what it's called. You watched... Oh, so wait. it's a show. <laughs> right, hang on. This is good. Let's guess. Um... Umbrella Academy. I did just watch Umbrella Academy. That's what it is. God <laughs> damn it. I just You're watched welcome. Umbrella Academy recently. I haven't really done much um, after that because of something we'll talk about in a little bit mm. except for playing <laughs> skyrim um with the the most recent anniversary update it's just been kind of my obsession again because mm, that was i mean skyrim what is that like five or six old. is it 10 yeah Fuck oh. me. skyrim has a fan base doesn't it, does. it? it, has an it really does yeah yeah, ardent fan. You remember when it came so out, it was pretty. so ubiquitous that it was like you didn't even have to play it. You understood right. the mm-hmm. the arrow to the knee meme uh-huh. or the fuss yep. da thing and all uh-huh. like it was everywhere. It was. I can't believe that was a decade ago. But now so it's a ten year anniversary update. Yeah, it it's um I hadn't actually played it on Xbox One really, so uh just booting it up on Xbox One already, it was more gorgeous than I had ever, you know noticed before and then the more recent update they they basically took some the mods that uh, the modding community had had worked on and kind of brought them into the game along with uh fishing as a a, like a side thing you can do i do love to fish in a game i know it's so fun it's a fave. Now with fishing. Yeah, now with fishing, <laughs> basically. It was what they advertised. Put that on the box. Right yeah. there. 42.99. Yeah. But I um I was I was fishing and the sun was going down uh like behind the mountains and oh, it, yes. I took this picture of my screen with my phone which yep. should look like yep. shit still looks gorgeous. I showed Damn. it to to Ben. Uh, before we recorded our most recent episode, uh, I was just like, "This is th- this play this fucking game. It's so good." <laughs> if this doesn't convince you, yeah. But nah, Steve, you make a great point, right? I think a game has absolutely cracked the world building piece mm-hmm. when you can just enjoy being in the world yeah. of the game. Uh, Rockstar really good at it. I mean, there have been so many times when I've just parked up in GTA Five. Oh, yeah. With the radio on and just watch the fucking sunset. Oh, uh, same goes for Red Dead. Uh-huh. You don't have to do anything in that game. You can just have a slow canter through so the woods gorgeous. or through a through a town. Stunning, stunning, stunning stuff. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know what what you just described is exactly that. You know when a creator has absolutely poured their love and soul into a world that they've built. When you just you don't have to fucking pursue a mission nope. or grind for stats or anything like that. You can just exist in that world. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Love it. Mm. Beautiful. Um, I've just 
Gaming, folks. Gaming, gaming. is the best. It really I've, is. They just updated it. Animal mm. Crossing, too, so that's what I've been doing. Awesome. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing lately. <laughs> that is the soundtrack of my life now. Uh, as the soundtrack know. of the pandemic. Fucking oh, hell. absolutely. It's kind of a weird... Mm. It, it feels weird to play again because it's so distinctly tied to oh, yeah. lockdown. Yeah, you know, true, It was like true, I true. spent like two months, three months... Just sitting every morning playing hours of Animal Crossing and listening to audiobooks. And so now, you know, I'm playing it and listening to podcasts and things like that uh, mm-hmm. right now. And it's a nice little ritual. But yeah, it's definitely got this weird tie to a very strange Fucking point. hell, remember that year. Yeah. Remember lockdown. Yeah, remember lockdown? <sighs> Holy shit, that was strange. Yeah, yeah, it really was. That was, I mean, you and I kind of started talking during that part about like, oh, we should visit each other's islands. That's how lockdown was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. What a weird moment in time. What are your, what are your kind of Animal Crossing is certainly one of them. What are the other big kind of memories of lockdown? If you can, if you can deal with the PTSD. Yeah. Tiger I watched, King. Oh yeah, Tiger. Tiger King. King certainly. I watched a lot um, of old movies. Watched like TCM Turner Classic movies. Hmm. Just yep. about every day, watched at least one movie from like the 30s, 40s, 50s. That was a big mm, one. Beautiful. Workouts in front of the TV. That was a oh. big one. Just doing workouts in front of the fucking telly in the living room. <laughs> I, you know, um, I really was worried about going into lockdown because I had just like gotten back into the gym and I'd been going for about okay. a year. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to yeah. lose all this. Uh, yeah. And then I was just doing bodyweight workouts the entire time and so obsessively because there was nothing else to do that I yes. got yes. in the best shape of my life <laughs> because there was nothing else to do. There was uh, nothing amazing. else to do. That's the exact opposite of that. Also because I spent a good chunk of it sick, but I, uh, uh, <laughs> but I was yeah, like you a did. huge, huge yeah. gym rat. You know, I was going mm-hmm. to these classes and stuff like that for ever and then once like i did some of the classes when they tried to put them on instagram and everything but mm-hmm. like i don't know something about working out at home it's like the feeling of carpet on my hands when i would get down on the floor and all it was like just it's not fun. everything was wrong so dripping sweat onto your own living room yeah, yeah. like everything about it it's was horrific. just like the the temperature was never right everything was just wrong about it so it was like a tough yep. tough physical time that i'm still working on trying to like recover from so that is one of my my like mm. uh lockdown ptsd is just being like oh i just feel terrible all yeah. the time <laughs> not moving. homeschooling that's my other defining memory of yeah. it that was probably one of the most difficult and awful and unrewarding and guilt and anger inducing things i've ever ever had to do trying to fucking hold down my own job laura trying to hold down her own job and feeling as though with every minute of the day we were letting our kids down right. it's fucking horrible oh, yeah that's gotta be sucked sick. you know on the opposite end of that um emily was in i mean she's still in school but she was having to drive to classes before that and after that they went mm-hmm. online which meant we got to spend a lot more time together which right. was really cool yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yep. So that was nice. Like, it sounds like you had a pretty good lockdown. That's yeah. the thing is, I, I feel no, like I actually for, did. for people who yeah. have kids. You got buff and rekindled your mind. Yeah. For people who have kids, it was like I'm a so disaster. Sorry, a for people lockdown. without them, we were like, well, we just got to spend more time with our significant other. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Baked bread, you know. Yeah. Stuff I mean, like I bet that. if you hate your significant other, well, it would have yeah. been real, real hard. But yeah. for me and Emily, yeah, like we're best tough. friends. So it was just like, oh, right. We love hanging out with each other. And now we get to do it more. Yeah. And of course, Jack of all grades. And of course. Our lockdown baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, which was, you know, a definite, I don't even know what I would have done. Every every now and again, I try to like, think like, what, what would I have done and what would I be doing if oh, we yeah. hadn't started Jack of all grades? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'd probably be crazy by now. Well, so. <laughs> Sorry, Steve, what did you think of Umbrella Academy? Yeah, anyways. I oh, loved it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is fucking great. Yeah, it, it, I think how can what is it, what's not to love about Umbrella Academy? It was terrific. Uh, yeah, every episode really takes you through the ringer. Honestly, like it's uh, mm. both uh, funny, uh, heartbreaking, uh, just you know sometimes super sad, super elatingly happy. It's it's all over the place, but it's great. And awesome character, really well developed characters. Uh. For a show so out there on the fucking fringes, I found it. I remember finding it very relatable. Weirdly, mm-hmm. there's there's something there that 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 speaks to you, even though you know there's no shared experience with any of those characters. Yeah. But some it speaks to fucking you know being it's outsider art. I suppose. Yeah. Um, no, have you seen it... or heard of Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. It does ring a bell. Has my boy Brendan Fraser in it. Yep, it does. Ah, okay. Um, it so Umbrella Academy. Gerard Way, who wrote the the graphic novel, sure. was inspired by Doom Patrol. Uh, okay. And if you get into Doom Patrol at all, you'll see the similarities. Uh, I highly I recommend Doom beautiful, Patrol. Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think uh, Umbrella Academy is derivative, uh, but there's yeah. a lot of correlation, for sure. Oh, is there a new season of Umbrella Academy, or is this? It's yeah. There's one. This coming certainly is. Up. Yeah. Okay, so it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet. I was just curious because I'm, I wanted to I'm know. I'm certain about... I've said to you before. I cannot wait to see how they address. Yeah, the about, ending yeah, exactly. of season two was uh, like what? Yeah, and I'm very yeah. curious as to how Elliot Page will sort of work into yep. this season. So that's why I was yeah. like, oh, has it come out? Do we know what they did with that yet? But it's imminent. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um. I haven't actually, like, watched a heck of a lot, at least not in the horror genre, um, aside from what we'll talk about for those of you who join us for Dead and Lovely, Ravenous. Yeah. Uh, which, Mark, have you seen it before? I've seen it, not for a long old time, but I've certainly seen it. Um, <laughs> I was on a, when I saw Ravenous, I was, I think I might have been the world's number one fan of Robert Carlyle. Fucking really? hell did I have He's a so Robert good. Carlyle phase. Fucking love that guy, mm-hmm. man. Um he he should have been Gary Oldman big, and I don't know why exactly yeah, he wasn't. I would agree with but that. But I have all the time in the world for Robert Carlyle. I think he's fucking amazing. That's interesting. And I you're not wrong. Um, but I feel like because he's not he's somehow manages to play as like a character actor in terms of like his popularity and things like that, when you're absolutely right, he should be yeah. a much more mainstream yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he did get to be a Bond villain, so that, the, that's a little oh, yeah, mainstream yeah, 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 success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he sh- he should still be out there killing. Yeah, it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely. Um, but yeah, so we'll, uh, you know, if you want to hear more about that, uh, check out Dead and Lovely. Yeah. Uh, when it comes out on Wednesday, Wednesday and you will mm-hmm. get to hear all about Ravenous, which is a wild time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had never seen it before. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so excited I, to talk to you. Yeah, I've watched it about twice it, in the past it is, two days. And... It's interesting. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to. There's a whole podcast episode coming out about it. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> it's really something. So I watched that and oh, were you going to say something, Mark? Oh, no, okay. not at all. Just in, I'm I'm enjoying being part of a podcast crossover. Yeah. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Reference crossover something that's <laughs> And also with the uh, Dead and Lovelies watched Doctor Caligari oh, last night. Doctor Caligari. The dumbest thing I have ever seen. It's not true. <laughs> Here's the thing about this movie, is that it genuinely. I said this in the chat during screaming chat last night. It felt like I. I was in my PhD program. I, t- I tried to talk about it as little as possible because I hated every single thing about it, and it's a little traumatic. But <laughs> one of the things that I hated so much about it uh, was that we'd always watch these stupid fucking art films that yeah. were supposed mm. to be like extremely deep in some way or whatever, but were actually just yeah. really, really dumb. Yeah. And so when we started watching this, I was like, oh, this is straight up something we would have watched. Yep. Like in my textual analysis class. And then afterwards, everyone would be talking about how meaningful blah, 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 blah right. was. And I'd just be sitting there like, oh, shut up, all of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much right now. So it's a it's a, it's a a sort of a quasi-sequel to Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it really does capture the German surrealist feel of cabinet of dr caligari but doesn't waste all that time having like a story where you can follow it and figure (laughs) out what's happening and why you're seeing these images stories are a waste of time what's the point of that and like i just feel like visually one of the things about the cabinet of dr caligari is that it's like there's I love the visuals of it and yep. the angles and the like disorientation mm-hmm. of the, of what that like does to you. Yeah. Um, and that this doesn't, this is mostly a black box with like a few yeah. angular things that are vaguely reminiscent of the sets from the original. Yeah. Uh, and then just a bunch of like overacting people and like random nudity and like, yeah, you good know, bit like of boobs. Yeah, but like, and for like no real reason. Yeah, no, and listen, that's a thing in screaming chat that it's not like anyone's against. Yeah, we're for the boobs, but, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta lean in, you gotta lean into it Boob as like positive. yeah. I don't want you to pretend it's meaningful. Right. The reason they're mm-hmm. there is because people want to see them, mm-hmm. not because yeah. it means anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. trying to like trick me into thinking you're doing something meaningful with like weird softcore porn stuff is like, come on. That's where I think you can defend Roger Corman and, okay. and look at his movies and be like, no, the, the he's overtly showing you breasts because he knows you like breasts. Because <laughs> you, you just want to see him. Yep. He's like, here you go. Here's breasts. All right. Back oh, look. to this movie about the racers who are killing each other or. Right. Anyway, people killing each other in some way. Also boobs. <laughs> right. There's no shame in that. Just no. be honest about it. Exactly. Be upfront with me. Yeah. Don't make me I think there's value I will immediately... Uh, yeah. I will lose so much respect for a film if it tries to couch boobs in any kind of, you know, uh, 
mise-en-scene or <laughs> subtext. Right. No, sir. Nope. Just sometimes to quote Sigmund Freud, sometimes a boob is just a yeah. boob. <laughs> he did say that a lot. Sometimes a boob is just famously, a boob. famously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is just one of those movies that it's when you look at the letterbox for it, it has like a three point five. And you read all of it, and it is all these film nerds trying to yep. pretend it is something it is not. Yep. And, uh, fucking look at those nerds. Fucking look at those nerds. I mean, here's the thing. You can look at that and be like, oh, there are all these great German surrealists, like, you know, uh, nods throughout. But same year, Beetlejuice came out. You right. can see the same mm. German surrealist exactly. nods in there, and it's a better mm. movie, so... If you yeah. want to be film nerdy about it, why don't you also like enjoy the movie you're watching? Right. Maybe. It shouldn't have to be great painful point. to watch. And that's yeah. that's yeah. such a great perfect point. comparison right there. You're yeah. completely right. So, yeah. Cal- Dr. Dr. Caligari. Caligari from 1989. If anyone's looking for it, it yeah. is on YouTube. You can But it was like it. also the title like it said like Dr. CG or something like that. Like it didn't yeah. have the title in the I don't yeah, even know how you Yeah, I think that was to that, hide from the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, uh, I guess especially so. you know because there's a lot of nudity in there, and somehow yeah. YouTube hasn't caught it yet. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Is it is it a is it a German movie? Or no, it no American? it's American. Yeah, it was made in See, Orange County, I believe. <laughs> that in '89, there was such a lot of joy happening in films mm-hmm. in mainstream films. Anyway, like you said, Beetlejuice. The late '80s were a fucking absolute heyday yeah. of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, completely free of any uh, kind of higher aspirations, right. Right. I, I would argue. Just every, Verhoeven was having a load of fun. John McTiernan was having a load of fun. Tim Burton, all of those lads. Yeah. were fucking loving cinema. Really, really fucking cool cinema. So, yeah, for something to come along and get all sued, I can see why that might piss people mm-hmm. off. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. But I don't know. There's no. a lot of film nerds out there who apparently think it is the bee's knees. So I don't know if you're a very pretentious person, you might you like might it. love it. You might really enjoy it. So I don't want to take that away from you. <laughs> uh, Mark, you also watched Venom this week. The second Venom. Yeah. I finally, <laughs> yes, I did finally. <laughs> Isn't it incredible? Right. Just, incredible that through uh pitching the sequel and getting it greenlit and getting it funded and getting it written and getting it kind of approved and 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 rewritten different writers having various different passes on it and then getting it shot uh, maybe some reshoots and then edited a rough cut screenings release isn't it incredible that the film is called venom let there be carnage (laughs) isn't that fucking wild that after that entire process they fucking stuck with that title. <laughs> Incredible shit. Although, although, uh, the title gives you a very clear indicator of what to expect from the film. Okay. Right? And just like I said about the, uh, you know, the OG Venom, it is, it is a film for which the superhero renaissance of the last 10 years just didn't happen. Right. Right. It's a film, you know, you could easily have seen this in the same era as The Phantom or The Shadow or yeah. fucking Dark Man. That lot. It's a it's it's a superhero movie that didn't get the memo that there's a formula now, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And it but this one, even more so than the first, this one is is 
uh, man, this one actually takes its formula from what people seemed to like about the first one. Uh, fucking Eddie Brock's voice is even stupider than it was before. <laughs> um, him and Venom are a gay couple now, which is amazing. Yeah, okay. I've, I've got um, a text message from Mark part with you watching this movie. Is Venom gay? Don't talk gay because they are. They're 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 a gay couple. Venom at one point even says, "I'm out of the Eddie closet." <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> okay, that was my best Venom, by the way. Sorry, it was quite good. good. Yeah, I thought that Thank was you. quite good. I perhaps Corey, you could go back uh, and maybe edit that bit and maybe put like a filter on it, like a Venom yeah, yeah, filter on that right. voice. Could you do that? If you could, that would be great. Yeah. Um, but look, but it's also plagued by the same problems that the first one is, and many other films like it. I, I, I cannot emotionally invest in two. Loads of textures and polygons beating the fuck out of each other. Right. I can't. I can't invest in a CG baddie fight. I simply can't. And loads of the film's runtime is simply two fucking special effects wailing on one another. Sure. You know, and I I check out at that point because there's no there's nothing for me to get invested in. Right. The action has no. It doesn't have that kind of resonance. That noise of life, as it's called. You know, that tangible, tactile kind of sense. Uh, the 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 actual real elements fighting one another on screen does. Um, so I check out at that point. It's stupid as fuck. Eddie and Brock, uh, sorry, Eddie and Venom have chickens. Yes. Uh, Venom goes to a club and has a bit of a dance and does karaoke at one point, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, so I know, right? happening in this. <laughs> wow. Um, Woody Harrelson just is, is also in the film. Uh, <laughs> he too is there. Um, uh, there's a there's a there's a mutant in there. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, and and apparently now it connects to the fucking MCU. Well, they as had well. to, Tom right? Holland's like that was Spider Man makes an appearance at the yes. end. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was there were we knew they were going to be somehow bringing yeah. Venom into the MCU now, and mm. so you finally get to see how that's going to happen, which I thought was was interesting. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please don't let anything I've just said fool you into thinking I'm not recommending Venom Let There Be Carnage because I am if you're bored of the hyper glossy fucking billion dollar box office things like Shang-Chi and whatnot, Venom doesn't give a fuck about any of that it doesn't give a shit it, it like I said it didn't get the memo that there's a way of doing superhero yeah. films now it's from a different era where they were still piecing together what worked about these films how to fucking do it it's yeah it's uh it's a movie out of time. It's a sequel to a movie out of time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, crack on. It's a good laugh. That's I think whether it like technically works or not mm. as a film, there is something yeah. about it that is extremely charming. And I think you're right. It is that film out of time sense. Yeah. It is like watching something 15 years ago before, you know. And, yeah. and I say you know before everything was the same. As if I don't love Marvel movies. I'm not out oh, here yeah. to say like oh hey oh, same, same, same 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 oh same. the MCU everything's the same. No, it, it it's the same on purpose, and it's why I like it. I know yeah. what I'm getting into. This is not that, Listen, and it's charming. I, I always kick right back against people who say that there's a Marvel house style and you've got to play it safe. Uh, James Gunn did a beautiful mm. job of rebutting yeah. that when he replied to a tweet. The last shot of Guardians of the Galaxy Two is a fucking anthropomorphic raccoon crying because he's realized that life is fucking futile. Right. Yeah. That's, that is not a film that plays it safe. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
However, Venom is a film that didn't see that film and doesn't go. <laughs> Precisely. That's fun. So, yeah, I had fun with it. Glad you had fun with it. Uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, how are your huevos? My huevos. Well. <laughs> Cojones. Um, earlier in the week, they were doing just fine. Uh-oh. And then I went to the doctor oh. and... Boy, howdy, are they hurting now? Because I got mm. vasected. Woo! Yeah. No children. Kids, I don't want no kids. A kid is a thing I don't have or need to have. <laughs> sperms, I don't got no sperms. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a vasectomy mm. on Wednesday, Odin's Day. And, mm. um... Vasecta me, Vasecta you, <laughs> Vasecta all you fucking guys. What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> so this... Oh, boy. <laughs> this is such a comical series of events that I, I would swear I was in a Three Stooges... I was just <laughs> a, a knocked out body in a Three Stooges gag. So, um, kind of like a frozen woman being shoved in a car. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So I I show up for my vasectomy. Uh, let me uh, let me just before 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 yeah. you talk to us about the chronology of it all. Do you mind me kind of guy to guy asking some questions? Uh-huh. Um, feel free to tell me to fuck off if you don't want to share. What what led to the decision to get vasectomized? Um. Okay. So my wife and I don't want to have any kids, but um. Ugh, boy, I debated about whether or not I would say this. So my wife and I are polyamorous, and we have a okay. girlfriend, huh? and she also doesn't want to have kids. Got you. It's important to prevent that, then. With with yeah. yes, with two people who don't want to have kids, and one person who can make that happen. Yeah. It seems then really the onus is on you, of course. To go and yes, get a yes, vasectomy. Yes. It's so, nice mm. that you look at it that way. Not everyone would, but yeah. <laughs> yes, that Not is. everyone would see That's it that the way. proper way to Completely. look at it. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, and you're on a podcast with a history of wild oversharing me. Yeah. So don't. Even <laughs> yeah, really. Me. This <laughs> is. <laughs> you're in that space now. It, it all comes out. <laughs> yeah. So we set up the appointment. Emily was like, yeah, let's do this. Set up the appointment. And um, I went to my appointment, and, you know, I did not know how simple and uh carefree the whole situation was gonna be mm-hmm. i i huh. walked back the nurse asked me a couple questions uh the doctor came in with a prescription for pain meds uh antibiotics right. and valium uh and wow. was like here you go set up an appointment and we'll snip it out um wow. what pain meds did they give you uh hydrocodone so uh yeah. norco i think is what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway so i show up for my vasectomy I've, I've taken my valium as they instructed i i get back there and uh they had told me before you could get nitrous gas but it's a hundred dollars out of pocket mm. and uh sure. i was like well fuck I, I want that but you know i, I talked to my wife and uh i was like you know i don't want to pay a hundred dollars out of pocket and she was like babe get the gas <laughs> like get gassed up what what are you doing yep. so uh yeah i get back there they were like you want the gas i was like yep give me the gas yep and they bring in the gas tank and it is clear that the nurse 
doesn't know exactly what she's doing. Oh. And oh, then no. I hear her talking with another nurse, and she's oh, like, God. I just got certified in it. And the other nurse is like, oh, I'm not certified in it. <laughs> so there are two people who don't exactly know what, what the they're doing. fuck? Some Dr. Nick Riviera yeah. shit going on. <laughs> 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 and so she starts turning one of the gas things on, and it starts going instantly. <laughs> And I'm no. like, oh boy, this is fun. I may <laughs> die. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, and uh, they like figured out what was making it go eh, and stopped that, and then gave me this nitrous tube. And I, it's the most interesting situation I've ever been in, where they mm. they give me a nitrous tube and they're like, all right, peace, we're out, because it's the day before Thanksgiving and it's 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. They're going home. <laughs> so apparently no. I'm on nitrous for 30 minutes before the doctor comes in to do anything. How long are you normally on nitrous? Not the Not 30 is normally minutes. 20 minutes. Okay, great. Cool, cool, so, cool, 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 cool. So <laughs> I actually I'm on nitrous for 30 minutes. I actually woke Wild. up pulled the tube out and thought the surgery must be over <laughs> that must wild boy, that and was... they've just left you there like it's 28 days later right and so <laughs> <laughs> I, I like i sit up and like stand up and i'm a little wobbly and then I like i feel down there and i'm like i don't feel any stitches <laughs> and then i the doctor walks in and i'm standing there holding my dick like with the tube and he's like <laughs> And he turns around and he's like, who let this patient on nitrous for 30 minutes? He is drugged out of his head. And I was like, no worries. And I put the tube back in and laid back down. Um, and so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Some people that, would have like sued a place for something like that. Steve's just like, it's 100%. fine. I'll just put it. I no, put no, it right more, back in. It's still nitrous still. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm getting my hundred bucks worth. Um, so <laughs> during during the like uh, original appointment, my doctor had checked and he said that I had a thick vas deferens. Which well, yeah, you do. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, and he said we may have to make two incisions so that we T H I double C. You got a fat ass dinner. Have you noticed this before? I just, I'm just very curious. Did you ever like looked at I mean, your, like, I'm never I'm never just, you know, like felt squeezing around, around my vast deference. Okay. So no. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Can I ask, did you did you have to shave yourself ahead yes. of time? Yeah, that uh, well Emily did it for me because Oh, that's of course. you know, you can easily cut. Because you have to get the yeah. underside. And mm. nobody can, yeah, I mean, maybe really if you're flexible there. enough, you can see, but I can't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, um, <laughs> so you're thick, mm, I got a deference. thick vast deference, yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> I got a thick. <laughs> I just, I love to think, right? There are fucking millions of podcasts out there. I think that's the only one this week that has probably, that phrase. Probably, probably so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Joag. So, um, as I'm, you know, I put the tube back in, I, it's take, you know, a little bit of time for me to 
get completely out. So I'm getting the wah wah wahs and uh, you know seeing the threads <laughs> of the earth and hearing the beautiful music of existence. <laughs> uh, but I, like the end of 2001 in Space Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hear the doctor say. So he's got a thick vast deference, and also it looks like a thick. <laughs> I can't hear that phrase again. Yeah. And he says, also looks like a thick scrotal sack. So we're probably going to have to make two incisions. Um, and I'm like, I pass out. And then. So, I'm just imagining you, like, passing out and just being like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah, dude. So. I, I pass out, but the the way that it's set up is basically you're just you've got this tube in your mouth, and the idea is that when you feel pain, you kind of you know grit your teeth, which keeps the tube in your mouth. But if okay. you're not really feeling pain, if maybe they're taking a break or something, it can kind of slip out of your mouth a little bit, and then you kind of wake up. So I woke up a few yeah. times because. A 20-minute surgery turned into a 45-minute surgery oh, because they see. had to make four incisions <gasps> for oh, my thick, vast difference. <laughs> Bloody. I heard the doctor say twice, this vasectomy is going to end up costing me money. <laughs> Stop it. So That's incredible. apparently my whole jungle area. I got nothing. Yeah, I have like nothing Mark to fucking say right like now. Like completely gone. This what? And I okay. I, this I is the most speechless I've ever seen, Mark. I, I want people to see this picture, but I don't. But my wife took a picture of my balls the day <laughs> after, and they look like Frankenstein because they're <gasps> four incisions with stitches, and they're swollen no. and bruised. And it is insane. Wow. And I also looked up pictures on Google, like, of swelling like, and bruising. Yeah, what does this normally look like? nothing came up. So I was like, wait, that's unfair. <laughs> there are dudes out there who are getting their fucking vas deferens severed. And then they're like, is this normal? And then you go to Google and Google's like, all I got's illustrations, pal. Fuck you. <laughs> like, so I kind of want to post my own balls. It feels like, like you'd be doing a public happen. service. Yeah, <laughs> you should. For, I'm for medical science for teaching the algorithm. Yeah, yeah? for future generations. My maybe. balls. <laughs> My goodness, that um. So, anyway, yeah, that was um. That was quite an experience the day before Thanksgiving, and since then I've just been pretty drugged up, and I, I don't. I'm, I've finished my pain pills. I am sober as as I can be today, and there's actually no pain, so. Nice. Good so job. three days and you're pretty much right as rain. Yeah. You're all thought out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all thought out after three days. <laughs> <laughs> I am reeling. Yeah. I am absolutely fucking reeling from that. It, wow. I bet it would like, cause seriously, I cannot imagine if I had been like, no, I don't want gas. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Every really, really, really. Five minutes of them tugging yeah. on my face. Then you find out. <laughs> exactly. Then you find out you've got the fucking nutsack of a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> like a package of. Like, Is this a rhino nutsack? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I was reading various articles today uh, mm -hmm. regarding various things that happened during uh, vasectomies, things that have happened, stuff like that. Yeah. And like one guy. Of course you were. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> 
it's, it's this or going down a rabbit hole of what British people eat. Those are my two speeds. Uh, and this guy was talking about how, like, you know, he was concerned something that happened to him was, like, you know, really abnormal. And so he talked to this surgeon. He's like, oh, I've seen everything. You know, this is totally fine and normal. But the fact that you're saying that you had this guy come in here who was like, what the fuck? How is there so much vast effort? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say at uh, one point... If I have to make three incisions, I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> and he had to make four. But he made four. Yeah. Like, I, this doctor must have, that entire Thanksgiving dinner the next day, he was probably just silent staring down. <laughs> oh, at that's food. exactly what I was going to say. I but failed. no, he probably, he's, he has told all of his colleagues. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he's been on, like, med.net uh-huh. or whatever, chatting to his fucking guys online. Has he's anyone been ever on seen Discord. this before? <laughs> You would not believe the fucking nuts I saw today. <laughs> they were prodigious. I blunted three fucking scalpels on this guy. Oh no! You are t- as we speak now. You're being chatted about in medical yeah, circles. Yeah, I place. hope they come to me for like a journal entry or something. I'd love to be mm. patient A or whatever. It's too bad, like that they weren't like videoing it. You know, like yeah. I'd want to. I'd want to see <laughs> what this awesome. was like. like. Me too. You I want to see the frustration on their faces because, like, and then like five com- minutes and compare like what does like a re- average sized one looks like compared <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yours? Yeah. Like, this is an incredible feat that you've accomplished here. <laughs> I've done so it's it ain't his feet that were incredible. Man. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> it's you have baffled people that I are. Know. That are defied science. Oh my gosh. We're gonna need the big scalpel for this one, boys. <laughs> boy, oh, oh boy. Uh holy shit. Well That over delivered. That over delivered. <laughs> over deliver. Um this uh our thought process then was that we could uh talk about maybe because yours uh went so swimmingly about mm. some other kinds of uh birth yeah, control. Textbook. The textbook vasectomy. <laughs> textbook vasectomy that you had or, there. Uh, as in it will end up in a textbook, yeah, yeah, exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we can talk about some other people who, who went poorly or uh things like that. Mark, did you have any that you had stumbled upon? Yeah. Now class, if you turn to page thirty eight and look up Spratling <laughs> In your textbooks. The Spratling Sack <laughs> Maneuver, they <though, darling. laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus. What's that? Uh, what's the simulation in Star Trek that no one can win? The Kobayashi no. Maru. Yeah, correct. You're the Kobayashi Maru of vasectomies, mate. That's what that is. There's no way of getting out of it. You've just got to do the best you can. Wow. Sorry, go on. Uh, I don't even... <laughs> I was asking you if you'd seen any other uh, stories, Mark, about. Um... Well, look, I went down, I went down the rabbit hole of old school, oldie worldy contraception, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And as you can imagine, it's a fucking absolute yeah. shit show, <laughs> where, where you know the 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 woman is barely involved, of course, right? right. You know, in in the choices right up until the 1950s. But before that, I mean, in the 18th century, there was a wonderful practice uh, briefly known as Casanova's Lemon. Ooh, I already (laughs) don't like the sound of this. Well, uh, I dare say it's apocryphal by now, but Casanova himself apparently realized that uh, scooping out half a lemon makes an excellent kind of diaphragm, kind of cervical cap kind of 
method. Yeah, okay. uh, lemon juice contains a weak kind of citric acid concentration, which uh, immobilizes sperms and and lends a freshness to proceedings. I don't know. Does yeah. it work? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't, well, the, I don't know. I don't know if it does. Uh, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to. Well, exactly. Yeah, the I way mean... you're gesturing at me is like, I mean, there's <laughs> only one of us up. who has a cervix ready for this. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not putting a lemon. But in. I mean. Let's go back anyway. even further. It it sounds way better than uh, in the kind of 900 BC in China, where Chinese doctors straight up advised women to drink mercury oh. as a contraceptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just flat out drinking mercury and sometimes eating uh, tadpoles, which had been fried in mercury. <gasps> oh, uh, that is a uh, kind of 900 BC contraceptive I didn't recipe know you from could China. Fry mercury. Well, well I mean, uh, you can fry tadpoles well, at room fry, temperature. It's just, yeah, the... And then douse them in mercury. Hmm. Uh, obviously, people didn't get pregnant, <laughs> um, but they did get tremors, headaches, uh, <laughs> impaired sensations, muscle weakness, uh, kidney damage, breathing difficulties, yeah. and death, yeah. which are the symptoms of mercury ingestion. Jesus Christ. Pass. Hard pass. Yeah, not interested. I was super fascinated, however... To learn that in the 1950s, it became uh, stemmed from uh, gossip columns in magazines and the lack of effective contraception at the time. But it became received wisdom amongst American women in the 1950s that Coca-Cola. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Used internally was an effective contraceptive. (sighs) I guess. Yep. And. That's like, you know, you can like clean a penny with Coca-Cola right. or like all things like that. Yes, 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 yes. Well, imagine what it would do. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was thought that the acid, the sugars within Coca-Cola. And in fact, the bottle itself was used as a method of delivery. <laughs> no. Squeeze and deliver. That you could use that bottle of Coca-Cola as an easy way to deliver uh, a, a kind of a carbonated, fizzy, acidic solution. To, to pregnancy obviously it is but here's the thing right yeah tell us that the method was, yeah. <laughs> this method got studied there was a fucking harvard experiment in 1985 Stop. to test this out um uh, a gynecological scientist by the name of uh sheree umpierre and her team right at harvard mixed four different types of coke so uh diet coke new coke uh, 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 one I'm of the ready. others, cherry coke. Right I don't back. fucking know, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they mixed four different varieties of coke with semen in test tubes, okay, and proved empirically that diet coke was the most effective spermicide of the four different types. Okay, of Coca-Cola. keep that in mind. <laughs> Think wow. on. Okay, how effective was the most effective? Uh, well, they, they seem to think in Harvard, super effective. No sperm was left standing after the wrath of Diet Coke, right? The worst was New Coke. New Coke was, was bullshit. Destroyed only 59% of sperm. Wow. However, in the interest of science, right, it's probably a good idea to point out that a later study uh, could not replicate okay. those findings. Researchers in Taiwan a couple of years later on in 1987 did the same thing. Uh, and they couldn't kill any less than 70% of sperm within one hour. And I imagine, like, it's mm. probably very different in your body than in a test tube. 
right? Like, yeah, because you know, it's not, it doesn't just like sit there in it, you know, it's yeah, move exactly, exactly, and... exactly, exactly, exactly. And one of the reasons that study is bullshit is that within fucking moments of quote unquote delivery, yeah, uh, semen can get anywhere it needs to get. Um, but interesting to point out that even that second study, the study that said, hang on, it's not that good at all. Diet Coke once again was Still found to killer. be the most effective. Hmm. Yeah. Diet Coke is medically, probably not sensibly, no, but medically. It is spermicidal. Huh. Yeah, up to a point. They should think on. maybe put that on the bottle, right? <laughs> maybe. I mean, just... Like, kill, like under the bit where they warn about the aspartame giving you cancer. <laughs> also, they'll just <laughs> <laughs> coke is in fact it. <laughs> Phenomenal. Very glad to hear that. Um, Which particular avenue did you go down, Corrigan? And part of me is just like, I feel like we should just leave it at coke. <laughs> coke is it? <laughs> um, coke is it? <laughs> I was looking Ah. at a few of uh, botched vasectomies. Oh, oh, oh. Christ, we fucking just spoke about one at length. Yes, I I did not realize that. Uh, One botched vasectomy, this is the most, like, American and toxic masculinity thing you can possibly imagine. A fella uh, in Northern California, he had, for about two years had, like, terrible, terrible pain from his vasectomy, which can happen occasionally. There are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very, very rare, but some cases in which things happen where there's just, like, nerve damage or, um, like, an immune response. Mm -hmm. They can reverse themselves, too, can't they? And and they can reverse themselves. The tubes will Mm -hmm. re-knit. Which is weird. Uh, Which is why my doctor cauterized the ends of Mm. the... Oh, yeah. So it's, like... So they looked at yours and they were like, oh, that's absolutely going to come back together. <laughs> if there's ever a candidate Burn for spontaneous <laughs> fast deference regeneration, you're the Wolverine of fucking fast deference. I go I've, back I've... in three months with my sperm sample and they're like, e- your sperm have doubled. <laughs> in both volume and size. <laughs> right. Just replicating before their <laughs> Yeah. I've already decided, by the way, that <laughs> like this, the this episode is called Steve's Vast Deference. Aww. <laughs> I love that. I that's just good. want you to know <laughs> that's where we're going good. with this. Uh, but on a terrible note with this guy, uh-huh. uh, he was so upset. He was apparently like going on to like message boards online and warning men about the dangers of vasectomies and all this kind of stuff. And like complained about his vasectomy so much that like his neighbors knew about it and things like that. And what did this guy do? He went into the doctor's office and he shot the doctor. Holy shit. <laughs> like, America. If you'd given me a couple of moments, I would have guessed. Yeah, yeah. right. What it do you think this America. guy did? What is the likely thing this man, yeah, American man, did? America, medical disagreement, yeah. shot the doctor. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He was. He either sued the doctor or shot the doctor. Yeah, he was apparently like, he went in there, like, that was specifically what he went in there to do. Uh, and, like, even told people in, like, the waiting room, like, if you're a patient, go ahead and leave. I have my bone to pick with the people who work here. Oh. Whoa. All over a botched. Did he thing. use that that exact phrase? Because that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he bone did not say bone to pick. 
<laughs> I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but uh, no, that wasn't exactly what he said. Uh, so that that happened in uh, December of 2013. <clears throat> um, there was the fellow that I was telling you about before uh, who was trying to figure out what the heck was um, wrong with his. <laughs> and he did say his was a little bit of a, a medical anomaly as well. He said that, you know, basically his uh, testicles turned all different shades of purple. Uh, oh, and nice. he was told not to come back to the doctor's office until they were the size of a grapefruit. Uh, everyone he talked to kept okay. saying if it swells up to the size of a grapefruit. Um, and he was like, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. And they asked him, like, what, what size, uh, you know, well, they're normally about the size of a pear, right? Which then made him very concerned about his normal size. Because he was like, pear? What kind of pear? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Back the fuck up here. <laughs> right. So it turns out, then he started, like, swelling and all that kind of stuff, like, all the way up to his abdomen. And the doctor informed him that actually your testicles start in your abdomen, which he was not aware of before. And so he was all the, basically just like swollen and purple um, all the way down his entire body. And the doctor he went to was like, you know, in eight years, I have not seen this. Um, so he went to uh, Dr. Brian Steixner, uh, who is a urological expert who performs a couple hundred vasectomies a year and said he's seen it all. Uh, sorry, my mom's going in and out of the refrigerator. Um, and he says this condition does happen to one or two in every hundred vasectomy patients. He said there are little veins and little arteries that run right next to the vas deferens. And if one of those little veins or arteries gets cut, there's no risk of anything major happening, but your balls are hanging outside of your body and they can fill up like oh. two balloons if one of those veins oh, gets it, cut. It, and there's nothing you can do. It happens to every doctor occasionally that this will happen with one of their patients. It does go back down to normal. It just takes a little bit of time. Oh, good. Yeah. But uh, that's a really fun mental image of Yeah, just like balloon, person walking around with blood balloon balls. Ah. <sighs> mm, no. That's, that's a super lot of fun there mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna go through there's more of them but i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that uh generally <laughs> a very easy and safe procedure and the yeah. vast majority of even these things that happen they're fine yes. very shortly thereafter but yes. you know there are some very we won't look maybe we'll post some statistics on twitter later on but holy shit vasectomy is a massively reliable and safe procedure yeah. right so you should everyone enjoy it with utmost confidence and uh, ladies, don't squirt coke up yourselves. Yeah, I think that's a. There you go. Those really are the two takeaways from today's episode. To, to take away from those... that, diet coke is for drinking. We've got to stop this TikTok trend <laughs> of uh, <laughs> squirting <laughs> coke into their vaginas and just see what happens. It's gonna be the next way way that people try to devaccinate themselves or something like that. Oh god. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Oh god. So yeah, I know it's been a good Joag when I, I I don't quite know how I feel afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, it's just like a lot to process. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Steve, for for giving us this gift. This oh, uh, also, yeah, yeah, really. If anyone's considering a vasectomy, despite all the things that I just said, I, I didn't feel pain most uh, uh, most of the surgery. I didn't feel anything after the surgery. Pain wasn't really that bad. And swelling went down in three days. So, 
do it. Beautiful. It's so that, that seems worth deal. it. Yeah. That seems like a pretty good balance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Well, congratulations, Steve. Thanks. I'm very, very pleased Indeed. for you and your lack of babies. Um, and hey, everybody, uh, you can find Steve mm-hmm. on a regular basis on the Dead and Lovely podcast, which That's is right. on all of your podcast streaming things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a horror movie podcast, so they have a specific movie that they talk about each week and really deep dive into it, the history of it, the making of it, uh, you know, what they love, what they hate, all that kind of stuff. So you should definitely check that out. My absolute favorite horror podcast on the interwebs. And you can find them on the social media at Dead Lovely Pod. Yep. On uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're Dead Lovely Pod. There's also the Facebook group. Uh, It's the only thing on Facebook worth uh, being a part of, except for the Joag group. Correct. So, the only two good groups. There you go. The Facebook group, which is the only other Facebook group apart from Jack of All Graves that I regularly look yeah. at and interact with. It's a fantastic community. They're really yeah. fun. Yeah, really absolutely. nice. Mm-hmm. So come on over. Yes. And you can hear us on Dead and Lovely yes. this coming Wednesday. Yep. So <laughs> go ahead and check it out. We're going to have a grand old time over there. Talking about... Ravenous. Ravenous from 1999. Yes. Oh, boy. It is a movie. So, also, hey, you can find us on all the social media and everything. Uh, check us out at Jack of All Graves or at Jack of All, at Jack of All Graves Pod still right, yeah. on Instagram, even though our dear friend at Jack of All Graves has disappeared. I haven't. Oh, has he he's really? Gone. Yeah, he's not on there anymore. Mm. I tried to change our name, but I guess it. He still has it. Yeah, or like it might take a while before it's officially freed up or something like that. But our uh, master of erotic night pleasures or whatever his name was is gone. I want to think like a choke wank has gone awry (laughs) and he's currently hanging off his fucking shower curtain rail. But someone remembered to delete his Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants this one going up at the funeral. A, a choke no, wank sir. has gone awry. Sounds like like uh, somebody's Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. <laughs> Definitely. What's it? I. It appears a choke wank has gone awry. <laughs> How'd you do it, Holmes? <laughs> oh no. Love it. Mm. So, <laughs> with that in mind, everyone, check us out <laughs> everywhere, and stay spooky, friends. Bye.